0: Hey guys, welcome back to Cover 6 Flicks, uh, I tried to transition over to Podbean and you guys never followed, (laughs) so, uh, I will go ahead and do my NFL pod on here, and my other pod I guess I will just do on there, it's actually really successful, um, I've got, uh, about, what would I say, 17, 18 episodes, um, and I've got almost 100 plays, so it's 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 pretty good, pretty good actually. But uh, what we're gonna do today, um, uh, I I will go into my what my picks were for the Super Bowl and how it actually turned out. Um, and then what we will do is we are gonna talk about the Jared Golf trade. Uh, you know, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, and. Uh, And then we're going to do a Super Bowl preview. Uh, So uh, buckle up, strap in, and uh, we're going to be good to go here. So first, let's talk about, you know, conference championship weekend. Um, You know, I'm definitely going to talk about a little bit about, you know, the Bills and the Chiefs. I had picked the Bills to go all the way, of course. And Josh Allen, it was clear he just wasn't ready for the moment. And those are things that, you know, that's... He he literally look like a deer in headlights. I've never seen anything like it and I just the, the Chiefs, man. I've never seen a team so fortunate in my life. Like I I I just can't I, it it just amazes me. Like this team, they are always a thread away from losing and it's always something that happens to bail them out. And you look at the first 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 couple years, okay, of this of this regime, okay? Your first year you beat Indianapolis, who had Andrew Luck, but that team was not gonna be able to stop you. Okay, we, we all knew that. Then you wind up playing the Patriots who shut you out entirely in the first half and only really legitimate coach slash roster, and then Brady was on that roster, okay? So he beats Mahomes when it matters most. Year two, you play two of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. One ranked 26th, one ranked 24th. And I'm not even going to blame... Well, Bill O'Brien did make one of the worst calls ever in NFL history going forward. You know, up 24-0. That was... That was a different level of bad. So you know, he blew that game just because of that, and then you win that game, you go on to play the the Tennessee Titans who, you know, Tannehill, nowhere near the level he is now, not to mention, again, defense, you know, no no pass rush, defense is bad, you know, so you win that game, you go into the 49ers game, you literally get shut down for 53 minutes, and, thanks to the refs allowing holds the entire game along with more questionable calls helmet to helmets on jimmy not not calling you know intentional hits out of bounds and you know uh jimmy probably was concussed but you know knew about it you didn't know about it you know flagging the the Kittle call which wasn't pa but if it was the Chiefs, it would have been. And then combine that with the 49ers own collapse. You you win you win the thing thanks to the narrative that, you know, he's taken over for Brady. And then you have this year where you win eight games by seven points or less. Last two games, before the Bills game, you had scored nineteen points a game against two of the worst pass defenses in the NFL everybody keeps bailing this team out why is it that teams can't finish the moment against Kansas City and if I'm going to be honest I kind of believe that it's because nobody is beating them That that's really the reason right all these teams keep coming close and it's a sign of things to come but unless Tampa Bay beats them it's going to be more of the same probably in the next year Because I think teams, pretty much fans in general, believe that this is just gonna keep going, that the Chiefs are gonna keep winning close games, that the Chiefs offense is gonna consistently put up 25, 30, 35 points a game, and that's just not the case. The one thing that you saw this year that will continue in future years is that the Chiefs continue to let Patrick Mahomes take hits. And Patrick Mahomes has that issue too, and I've noticed now his game. In the regular season, He will wait. He will take more chances. In the postseason, he will take the dink and duck and set it up for the big play. Smart smart decision. But, in the end, when we talk about Tampa Bay, I don't know. I mean, I don't think, you know, I think you guys know me. I could care less who wins this game personally. You know, um, I I probably will only watch the highlights just because of you guys. So, you know, but ultimately... The, the Chiefs, it was another seven-point win against the Bucs. They were up big, and then magically the offense slowed down in the second half, which is usually the case with Kansas City. See, Kansas City, either they get up big and they have a tough time finishing, even though they do, or they get down, and now you're facing people who, for some reason, will go to a prevent defense or some form of a prevent defense, and it makes it a lot easier for Patrick Mahomes to make reads and make throws. But to me, it's a shootout for sure. I mean, there's no question. Um, If I'm asking what what team could possibly beat them, maybe it is Tampa Bay, but before I even get into that, let me go into Tampa Bay beating Green Bay, and I'm gonna say this, and you guys know me, well enough to know, I'm not giving Aaron Rodgers a pass. I'm not doing it. All right, I'm I'm not doing it. Like you, you can't blame the defense at all, at all. If you are a Packers fan, I don't care what call Mike Patton made, and then they fired the guy. Are you are you are you kidding me? Or or they they did they you know basically said he wasn't going to get his contract renewed. Like. In what universe does your defense force three turnovers, give up only three points in the second half, and you're blamed for the loss because of one call at the end? But that's what I'm talking about when I say the double standard with these quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers had three extra possessions in the second half. Three extra. The de- His defense gave up three points. Why did he not win that game? But no, we're going to blame... Everybody except the quarterback. But when we win, we're going to give all the credit in the world to the quarterback. Oh, he led the team. Oh, he was the reason that we won. Like, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable the double standard. He did not play well enough in this game to win. Point blank, period. He wasn't facing the number one defense in the NFL. And even if he was, you still cannot have that double standard if he's so elite then he's gonna play well regardless because that's how everybody makes it sound like he's single-handedly responsible for the packers wins and losses and if that's the case then when you're facing a pass defense ranked 21st i expect you to do more than put up 23 points at home especially when you had a 46 to 4 touchdown interception ratio like it's unbelievable, guys. I I I just I <laughs> maybe it's me. Maybe I'm asking too much of the media, right? You know, maybe I'm the crazy one. But anyway, he doesn't get a pass here. He's 1 in 4 in NFC championship games now. 1 in 4 with a rating barely over 80. Like at what point are we going to put this at the hands of 12? I I just I, I I don't understand. I don't understand why it's always got to be somebody else's fault. At first it was Mike McCarthy's fault, right? He was the reason because the offense was so stagnant, right? He was the reason they weren't going anywhere, right? It was his fault. He never developed new plays. Now Patton comes in, you got one NFC Championship game where you were completing total trash despite having played the team before. And that's another thing that needs to be pointed out here. Rodgers played Buccaneers in the regular season. And still couldn't put up more than 23 points. Despite having all those extra possessions. Like, at what point are we going to say that, listen, this guy, he's good, but clutch is not a word I would use for him. Therefore, he cannot be a top five talent of all time. Like, when, when does it come? When when do we make these, like, quarterbacks remind me of women. The media reminds me of women because the media makes rules for quarterbacks or breaks rules for quarterbacks, but they make rules for quarterbacks they don't like. Tannehill had 40 touchdowns this year. Did anybody talk about that? No, because he was carried by Henry, Right? Jimmy G goes to the Super Bowl is seven minutes away from winning it, but he's trash, and the 49ers quote need an upgrade. Why? Because he didn't win, right? It, it's 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 amazing to me, <laughs> right? But this is this is this is the world we live in. Double standard all over the place, right? Now now the argument is, oh, he didn't have enough weapons. So when he had 46 touchdowns. In the regular season, was anybody saying that he didn't have any weapons? I'm just curious. Asking for a friend, right? It's it's just, it's, it's amazing. Brady played like crap. I mean, let's be honest. He does not get a pass in any way, shape, or form. But this is what I've been telling you guys about Brady being responsible for the Patriots dynasty. It's not true. Now, did Brady have a lot of three interception games? No, but... The year they went undefeated and lost to the Super Bowl, that AFC Championship game, the Chargers had him figured out. He had three interceptions in that game and only completed 44% of his passes. But nobody talks about that. All we say is, oh, he won. <laughs> yeah, He was the reason that they won. No, he was not. Belichick put a competent team around him so that in the event he made mistakes, right, The team was able to make up for those mistakes. It is a package deal. You cannot talk about one without the other because someone has to score points. (laughs) But when it comes to elite quarterbacks, no, it is not the same. Oh, he's never had a defense. That's my favorite argument. When you're scoring points at a record pace in the regular season, And you expect in the same turn to have a top five, top ten defense? It doesn't work that way. What elite quarterback do you know has ever had a good defense for more than one or two seasons? It doesn't exist because it can't exist. It can't. How can it? How can you score points fast most of the time, get a chunk of big plays and still have a defense That is able to just shut people out. It doesn't happen except on video games. That's about it. You can't have both. Why did the 49ers have the number one, number, a top five offense and top five defense? Because they were running the football. That's why. And when you run the football, you take time off the clock and everything is different. But when you throw the football, throwing is a lot quicker. Quite frankly, you get more big plays when you throw. So no, I'm not giving either quarterback a pass. Neither one of them played well enough to win the game. Brady had a great first half and was trash in the second half. Rodgers was just, he was average. You can blame, you know, I I hear people blaming the floor. Oh, he should've went for it right there. Okay, so if he goes for it on fourth and eight from the goal line and he misses it, then what's the narrative? You're still gonna blame the defense. Like I that's what I'm talking about. I mean, no everybody seems to skirt around the quarterback. Nobody says, "Well, why did he only why didn't he win the game when he had three extra possessions in the second half? When when Tampa Bay scored 3 points in the second half. He couldn't overcome that at home?" No, let's let's always point the finger somewhere else. But hey guys, just like my other podcast, I only tell the truth. On here, and I'm not giving either quarterback a pass because you shouldn't give them a pass. They are the de facto best players on the team. They are the face of the franchise, okay? They are who people talk about when it starts and stops with who that team is, and so no, Aaron Rodgers does not get a pass from me. Drew Brees does not get a pass from me with his 9-9 playoff record. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. It is simply a narrative, like I've told you guys so many times before. Elite quarterbacks do not exist. They do not exist. Alright? In the regular season, yes. But in the postseason, it's been proven time and time again that they don't win championships. They don't. But Believe what you want. And we will get into that later as well. As for the Super Bowl, I'm going to take the Bucks for really no other reason. Except... The Bucks have had more of a... Their pass defense is ranked 21st a little bit because their run defense is ranked 1st. It, it, you usually don't have both, right? Not in this era. And... They're they're pretty decent on the back end. I mean, I I would trust them more than you know anybody else. Kansas City has played so far. I mean, the, the Bills the Bills put together one of the weakest defensive game plans I've ever seen. Literally the most predictable and and just average garbage game plan. Like their defense played scared, like Josh Allen played scared. Like it was so bad. And, no, I'm not even going to give myself a pass because I said the Bills were going to beat the Chiefs. Now, Josh Allen not being ready for the moment. Woo! That was deer in headlights. I don't think I've seen that since. I don't know. I've seen that somewhere before. I just can't think of when. But I feel really, I I, I feel for Josh Allen. I do. I think he'll be back. But that was a, I mean, he played terrible. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. He played pretty bad, you know. So um, back to the, the Bucks and Bills. Uh, I, I think that it's gonna be a shootout. Like I said, the 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 Bucks can take some things that they learned from the second half as to what to do. But to me, what I don't understand. And I assume Antonio Brown will be back for the Super Bowl. I mean, you you have to assume that that he will be. I don't I don't I don't see him missing that game. That's really why they brought him in, right? Um, I'm gonna say the X factor is Scotty Miller though. Uh, just early on, Scotty Miller and Leonard Fournette to me are gonna make or break this this game because I think one is never gonna get double coverage and has the speed to really take advantage of the Chiefs defenders, they're not going to cover him. They're they're going to one-on-one him, and to me, Leonard Fournette is a big key to the game because if he can get going and it sets everything else up for Brady, I think it's huge because I don't think the Chiefs are going to come into this game and say, let's take time off the clock. Let's keep the ball away from Brady. No, they're going to say, let's score all the points we can, so this is definitely going to be a shootout in my opinion. Um, Would it surprise me if it wasn't? No, because usually when two great offenses get together, for some reason, they cancel each other out, I mean, that's what happened last week, I mean, the final score was 28 to 23, I mean, that's, technically, that's a shootout, but it's not really what you would expect, so, um we're gonna see, though, we're gonna see, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how it plays out, I'm not gonna watch it, I, I can, there are other things I can do with my time, I have no interest in Whatever story, whatever narrative the media is going to come up with for this game, for Mahomes and Brady and all that, I don't care. That's not... You know, if Brady wins, uh, you know, the narrative will be... He he was responsible for the Patriots' dynasty, right? And that's what I hate. I mean, nobody talks about what he did last week. Nobody talks about the fact that... uh, That... that, uh, Bruce Arians, who's already proven he's a really good coach. I mean, Tom Brady is not going to play for, you know, Dan Campbell and take him to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here, all right? Bruce Arians has won Super Bowls as a coordinator. Bruce Arians has taken teams to Super Bowls as a head coach. I mean, was it really that much out of the question, right? I mean, now, did I think they were going to? No, but then I also, I based a lot of my thoughts on the 49ers being healthy, and they were Cause this NFC field is the weakest I've seen. It's just as weak as it was last year. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. Like the Bucks, they wouldn't have beaten the 49ers if they were healthy. We'll get into that later. But the reality is, yeah, I'm gonna take the Bucks, um, and we'll see. I mean, it would it shock me if the Chiefs won. No, I mean, it's really two offensive teams, and to me, the Bucks still have the better defense. Like so. You know Who has a better chance of stopping on me? The Chiefs don't change their defensive game plan for anybody. All they really do is play versions of man. That's it. <laughs> Plain and simple. And they're still terrible when they get down to the red zone. The question is, do you have the quarterback who can take advantage? And the Bucs really do. They have the quarterback who can exploit that. They have the weapons to exploit that. The Chiefs are going to try to come into this game. They're going to try to play man-to-man. And I think the Bucks are going to eat them alive. I really do. I am putting up a... I think it's going to be a shootout. I'm going to say 42-31. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Um, I do think they'll be able to make a couple stops, and in the end, that'll be the difference. But, you know, like I said, Chiefs won. Would it shock me? No. But I'd rather the, the narrative of the Bucks winning than the narrative of, oh, Mahomes is the greatest thing since sliced bread that, that we've been pushing for over a year now, over two years now. So, you know. Amazing how when Mahomes faces legitimate defenses, he doesn't look good. The Rams in 2018, he has five turnovers. He faces New England not just last year, but the year before. He loses to them in the AFC Championship game. What a shot. Then last year, he scores three points in the second half against him. What a shot. Faces the 49ers, he's pretty much shut out for 53 minutes. Like, but no, he's still the greatest thing ever, right? So, yeah, okay. Let's get to this Jared Goff and uh, Matthew Stafford trade. And this is a clinic, 101, on what not to believe on social media. 201. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. Like, as you guys know, being on the 49ers side, and I, I've been saying this literally for weeks, Jimmy Garoppolo is not gonna get traded unless it's for Deshaun Watson. And all you can, I mean, listen, you ever want a clinic on what not to believe, on on what to look for in terms of the media flat out deceiving you? And then not taking any responsibility for it. I love it, right? I'm talking about guys for the last week. That's all I've been hearing is Stafford to the 49ers, Stafford to the 49ers. We're we're hearing they're finalizing the deal. And I didn't believe not one word of it. And I kept telling people. When this guy, when he winds up going to a different team, I want, I'm calling all you guys out, because I don't want to hear no, oh, well, the Rams just jumped in at the last second, and no, 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 see, you kept reporting it like it was going to happen, it's like the elite quarterback theory, right, you're going to report it like this guy is the greatest thing on earth, but when he loses, it's somebody else's fault, no, I'm not, I'm not, no, you're, you're, you're getting called out, I'm calling full responsibility, full responsibility, because the media speaks half-truths all the time. John Lynch talking to the Lions, that's all he's doing. Everybody was speculating on what the trade would be and then no trade happens except between the Lions and another team. Like, this is what the media does. Don't believe everything the media tells you. In fact, on Twitter, I wouldn't believe 99% of it because of Twitter. Until Adam Schefter reports it, I wouldn't even believe it. I wouldn't believe it. And you better believe I had my laugh. Because I told everybody, he's not going anywhere. Now, fans think that because they want him gone, that he will be gone. <laughs> it's amazing how that works. Because now, all of a sudden, it's, oh, can we get Deshaun Watson? No, we're not going to get Deshaun Watson. He's too expensive. you think that trading golf for two first-round picks and a future pick... You think the Houston Texans are sitting there smiling, they're gonna get an incredible haul for him. And I'm gonna tell you, it's not gonna be with the 49ers because they want a high pick. They're rebuilding. So Dolphins, Jets are in the driver's seat to get him. But the media, guys, I'm I'm telling you right now, don't be deceived, the media lies all the time. It's just a matter of if you wanna believe it or not. But that's how they get their kicks. Matt Barr, he's number one on my hit list. You kidding me with this guy? All he's done is trashed Garoppolo, but he was the one who became a segment of This You on Twitter because he defended Jimmy Garoppolo last year after I believe it was week 13, I'm not sure, on ESPN with George Kittle. Then he comes out and says the best thing he did was get hurt so we could get Bosa. This is what I'm talking about, but this is how people on Twitter are and the media goes for it, and then fans go for it too because it was trash Jimmy Garoppolo week here in San Francisco. Now what? Now what are they doing? Now they've moved on to, can we get Deshaun? We're not getting Deshaun. And I guess they're setting themselves up for failure again because it's not going to happen. He is not trading him for Deshaun Watson unless, unless they are giving away the farm. And the 49ers are too smart for that, guys. Haven't they already proven that to you with the way they built his roster? But no nobody wants to look at that we just think jimmy's so bad and we need to upgrade well part of it is because the media keeps telling you it's true right and i i can't stand it guys i hate it because fans are not fans and social media has taken the pure fandom away they're not fans <laughs> you know you can sit there and say you support a a, 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 a team But when you're consistently calling for people's heads, same people you were rooting for, mind you. You know, I love these guys who are all, oh, I had called out, uh, uh, I I had said Jimmy Garoppolo was bad even before we went to, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You were sitting there along with the rest of us, happy that the Niners were back. And now you're going to sit here and try to tell me this straight-up BS garbage of you you were saying it way back in week 10 or 12. Or, shut up, dude. Get out of here with that. Like, come on. Who you think I am, bro? You think I was born yesterday? Like, GTFOH. Not even close. Okay? When your team wins, you support that team. There's no question about it. Now, you may not agree with some things that they do. All right? But don't sit here and lie and say you were in on it or you knew they were going to be... You, or you knew he was, man, the only person who believes Patrick Mahomes is not what he thinks he is, is me, all right? So when his fall comes, and it will come sooner rather than later, I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear, well, his weapons were hurt, and his offensive line is bad, and that, no, no, I don't, uh uh-uh. Oh, is his defense. No, I don't want to hear that. And the Chiefs, man, they get away with so much holding and, and personal fouls, and I just, I can't, I, it must be nice to have the pocket of the reps, too. No wonder you went 15-1. to 1. Like, But we'll see what happens Saturday. Or we'll see what happens this next Sunday. But, guys, social media, don't believe it. Don't believe everything you hear. Like, like just don't. Like, take it with a grain of salt. Until it becomes official, don't get excited. Because all you're going to do is set yourself up for disappointment. Because now, 49ers Twitter is mad. Because they know the odds of them getting Deshaun are so low. But that's on them. They're the ones who... All week long, that's all they tweeted about. So you're setting yourself up for failure. That's all you did. And I'm sitting in the background laughing, trying to tell you guys it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Check my tweets. At m 251 Go check my tweets. I'm telling everybody all all week long. Okay, when it doesn't happen, what's going to be your response then? You know, now you got uh, people saying, oh, what happens if John and and Kyle don't pull the trigger? We're going to give them a pass? Yeah, we're going to give them a pass. You know why? Because they're in charge of the team Thank God, not fans Like I told a fan yesterday Listen, the reason this franchise is successful The reason we went to the Super Bowl Is because they don't care what fans think And thank God for that Because if they did, we'd be the Jets We'd be the Dolphins (laughs) I mean, that's the truth Fans don't know anything about sports Especially because they follow the media That's their main source of everything Why did I win my fantasy football league? In, in a 12-team in a, in a league, do you, do you think I won because I did what the general consensus told me to? Or do you think I won because I had half a brain and I literally studied all my picks and said, okay, this is going to be a good pick. This is going to be a good backup to that pick. You know, depth. Depth is the reason I won. It's not because of my starters. Yeah. Did I drive my homes? Yeah. But as I told you guys, I could have won my draft without my homes. That's how deep my team was. I still had Brady. I still had Roethlisberger. I still had plenty of other picks that were going to help me win, and week to week, that's what you need. You need different ways to win each week. If you're one-dimensional, you're probably not going to win a lot. If you're steadily dependent on one guy, but that's what the 49ers are, they don't need Garoppolo to be great for them to win the game. It's about winning. It's not about how you win. The media thinks it's about you got to have an elite quarterback, otherwise you can't get to the dance. And, hey, listen, that's fine, and what you're going to see next year is Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play well during the regular season, and all the media going to do is tell him, well, here's his postseason stats from when they went to the Super Bowl. This is why we don't believe in him, right? It's it's a double standard. It always is, guys. It always is. If you're not a league quarterback, then you're not going to get passes from the media. Therefore, you're not going to get passes from fans. Fans don't believe they're influenced by the media, but the reality is they are. Nobody was complaining about Jimmy G when we had went 13-3 before the playoffs. We were saying, this is our time. Now, all of a sudden, it's, he's he's hurt too much. He need an upgrade. I'm not arguing with you on the part of he's hurt too much. I agree with that point. However, that alone is not a reason. When our offensive line is bad as it is, all our quarterbacks got hurt last year. Is that on Jimmy G? Right? And the entire team pretty much got hurt last year. That's on Jimmy G, though. Sure. Okay. Cool. Because fans need somebody to blame right and they do they do you know it's a shame it really is it's a it's a double standard and and it'll it'll always be here well guys when you listen to me i'm always going to be the one to call it out so appreciate you guys listening be sure to like comment subscribe and i will catch you next time